welcome. We're so glad you're here with us. And um, it's going to be a really great day. First, we're going to start off by talking about aligning giving to mission. And here with me now is someone that I think very highly of professionally and personally uh, as well, a good friend of mine, Dusty Jenkins uh, from Spotify. So Dusty, let me um, not butcher your amazing credentials, but instead let me ask you to maybe take a minute and introduce yourself, please. Thank you so much, Jennifer. I'm delighted to be here with you talking about mission giving. Um, I am Dusty Jenkins, as you said, and first and foremost, I'm a native Texan. So it's always a pleasure to be talking to a fellow Texan. I grew up in West Texas, the Midland Odessa area, moved to DC to work in politics, and then from politics went into consulting, and then went to work for Target, where I was their global head of communications. And now I have the fun gig of being the global head of communications for Spotify. Um, Spotify is headquartered out of Stockholm, Sweden. Um, and although we still function a bit like a startup, we're actually 10 years old. And so it is a company that's in 92 markets around the world. And we're bringing you all things music and audio. So it is a, a very fun job and one I'm excited to talk more about today. Thank you. That's, that's amazing. It's hard for me to believe Spotify's 10 already. That's amazing. And yes. That's very cool. So let's jump in because Spotify is very philanthropically involved in, in a number of ways all across, the, all across the world. And so talk to me a little bit about how do you approach making sure that you align the giving that's taking place with Spotify to your business mission? And so there's no question that anytime you work for a large organization, especially when that organization on paper is valued in the billions of dollars, that you're going to be approached about supporting different initiatives around the globe. And as someone who leads a team that's incredibly global, so I have employees that sit in Singapore who report to me in Stockholm, in Paris, in Germany, all, all different parts of Europe. Um, I also have employees in Dubai and employees in Latin America. And one thing is universal, and that is there are organizations everywhere in the world looking for capital. They're looking for funds, and they look to organizations to help them. And so I think first and foremost, just knowing that you're going to be solicited, it's really important that you as a company decide, what are you for? What are the, the organizations that you want to support? And by being mission-centric, it sort of allows you to say, we are going to do these things, so therefore we're not going to do these things. And it's just as important to decide what you're for as to decide what you're not going to do. Because that way when you're approached, it means you spend less time, fewer resources, really considering does that, that option make sense? Because you've already decided up front, no, instead we're gonna focus on these particular areas. And so as an organization for Spotify, it's really important that anything we're, we're going to do is either really, really local, so has a really meaningful impact in one single market, and that's a market that's a priority for us, or it's global in nature, and it's something we can scale. And so case in point is UNICEF. Obviously, we're, we're operating in developing parts of, of the world, and so an organization like UNICEF with global scale is something that we can get behind because it allows our groups uh, around the world to really say this is an organization that we might support. And we have a history of supporting UNICEF, um, both in the United States as well as in markets around the world. Not to mention it's a global organization held to a really high standard to ensure integrity with that giving. And so that also really matters to an organization. 
Finally, I would say any organization wants to understand what is their money going in service to? And so I think it's really important that you're storytelling. And so if you're asking an organization to support an initiative, what are what is the output of that? What are the outcomes? Did you move the needle? What metrics, what data can you share? What are your fundraising goals? What other companies are participating? If I look and see that some of the top tech companies are participating, that allows me to understand, okay, you've got very significant factors behind you. If I've never heard of any of the, of the other companies supporting you, I'm going to definitely have more questions because we all do a, a series of things to vet an organization to ensure that we're giving our money to the right places. But I do think that at the end of the day, it comes down to, as an organization, what are you for? And in our case, we really look for anything that's about supporting artists that, that aligns to this idea of our mission as a company. So at Spotify, we believe our mission is to help more artists live off of their art, live off of their work. And so this idea that if you're going to go out there and you're going to launch a career in music, we want you to see music as a viable industry and an industry where you can grow not only as a talent, but you can obviously grow your own personal economic base. And so there are a number of organizations that we look to to help out with this. I would say during COVID, as many artists couldn't tour, obviously a huge portion of their revenue was, was rendered obsolete um, by no one's doing, but it just went away because you couldn't play in a small bar or restaurant and you certainly couldn't play in a venue with 10,000, 20,000 people. And so as a result, it, it forced artists to really take a hard look at how they were thinking about their own, their, their own livelihoods and the livelihoods of their teams. And so an organization like Music Cares, which is a US organization, there are similar organizations around the world, started an initiative to help artists during the time of COVID. And it wasn't just the artists holding the microphone, it was the bandmates behind them, it was the tour people, it was the lighting crews. And so it really was an all-in initiative for Music Cares. And that was important to someone like Spotify. And so we did a matching program to ensure that we provided relief during a time of COVID. In addition, we also look to empower individuals. And again, going back to the artists, we allow them to choose groups or initiatives that they wish to fundraise for on their Spotify page. And so we give them the ability to go on and turn on it could be that they want to fund their own GoFundMe because they're in need of collecting capital for themselves. It could be that they want to donate that money to a worthy cause around the globe. And so we really look to them to decide how they want to do that. But we're also giving that them that ability. That's very cool. I didn't realize that relationship and the, and the ability for the artists themselves to be able to engage through you guys. That's very smart, but also just going back to what you were just saying, drives them directly back to your same values. And um, that's, that's amazing. So, so if an organization does their research, they realize that Spotify may be a fit for, you know, supporting them or, or any large scale, you know, brand, like you said, a global brand, um, you know, what advice do you have for an organization to be able to begin to pursue and open those doors to try to seek that relationship and ultimately that, that financial support? First and foremost, I would say do your homework. Um, any organization that we meet with that comes to the table with 
Uh, here's how like organizations like yours, maybe your competitors that have supported us in the past. That's really helpful to understand. Or here's how we align to this initiative um, that the company recently announced. So I'll, I'll take, for example, some work that you are behind and I know is very near and dear to your heart, Jennifer, and that is the work of Mac, Jack, and McConaughey in Austin. And so what they do is help an, a variety of children's initiatives, a variety of initiatives throughout Austin from the Just Keep Living Foundation, that's Matthew's Foundation that helps with after-school activities for kids who are at risk, to helping with you know children's cancer initiatives. And so the, the alignment though to Spotify is that the way that you raise funds is you celebrate songwriters. And songwriters are near and dear to our heart. And so by coming to us and helping us understand not necessarily where the funds will go, but how you're celebrating artists, that allows us to see a natural fit for Spotify. And then in addition, you're helping us understand, here's how you could fit really seamlessly into our programming. And you're not just saying, you can slap your logo up on a wall. Let me give everyone a word of advice. Brands don't respond well to that. I could put my logo anywhere. And for a brand like Spotify, we're already incredibly well known. That's a gift. It's, it's incredible. But if we're looking to make a real impact, we want to understand not just how can people see our logo, but how can people hear our story? And so the way that we're able to plug into that particular event is that we celebrate the artists. We bring an artist to play at the event. We help with securing talent. We have an opportunity to interact with artists. We have an opportunity to put our team in front of artists. And that furthers that mission of helping artists live off their art. But if you just came to us and said, hey, why don't you support a children's after school program, you'd absolutely get a no. And so I do think it's really important that you help the organization find the connection to the company. Because coming in blind, blindly with your typical sales pitch that isn't tailored to that individual company really isn't going to work. And then help them understand how can they stand out? How can they ensure that they're getting credit for their hard earned work? Because remember, these are dollars. They're dollars that you could be putting to growing the business. They're dollars that you could be putting to your employees. And so it's really critical to think about how are you going to ensure that that is going to pay off for that company. And of course, doing good is a huge part of that. And every company wants to do good. But the idea that you're going to get them publicity credit for it, or that you're going to ensure that they reach their target audience, all of these things matter. Yeah, that, those are all great points. So so let's take it just one little step further. So if I, if I feel like my mission aligns, you know, with, with the goals of the entity that I'm approaching and I feel like I've, I've done my homework and I, I found a way to make a really tailored connection, not just a logo on a wall, which I think is, you know, advice that we hear over and over and can't be said enough. Um, you know, are there a couple of like really tactical things that you think people need to keep in mind as they make the approach? And, and I'll give you an example that someone said to me, you know, yesterday someone said, you know, don't come to me with a pitch that I can't then turn around and articulate to my team. And so I thought that was such great advice because, you know, we think about it, we're like, oh, you know, well, Desi, you know, she'll, she'll run point on this for us and, and take it up. But, but the reality is you're busy. And so if you are going to take that to your team and say, how do you feel about executing this? Or you're going to take it to your leadership and say, hey, I think we ought to really invest. You know, you need or an organization needs to help you help them, right? So what are those kind of tactical things that beyond just making sure it's a 
fit. How do they then make sure that they can help you help them? Is there a little tactical advice in there? For sure. So I First and foremost, advance notice. And so when I worked for Target, Target would give $5 million a week. And so every once in a while, someone would call up and they would say, hey, next week's $5 million. You know, I have a million of it for my initiative. And it's hilarious. It's like, I think that they thought on Fridays, we just like sit around and doyle out the $5 million. Yeah. Um, and of course, that's not how it works. You know, about a year in advance, you're really plotting and planning your budget. You're deciding what bets you're going to make. And so I would say first and foremost, really think about your timing of approach. And so for many organizations, their fiscal year ends at the end of the year. And so come January, they're really thinking, okay, where are we going to put our dollars this year? And most organizations have decided and they set aside an amount of money that they're going to give to various initiatives that are near and dear to their heart. And so to be part of that consideration set, you need to be having those conversations really far in advance. And then in addition, I do think you're exactly right. It's not just, hey, do you wanna support my initiative? Let me help you understand the tie-in for you, the natural fit for your business, and why this will help you achieve your overall objectives. So once you've cleared those two big hurdles, then I do think it's critical that you have materials that they can lift and land, and in my case, scale. And so as much as possible, I wanna look at how can I take what I'm doing in one community and scale it around the world? Is there an opportunity for us to do more with you? And so in order to do that, I really do need a pretty neatly packaged idea of what you're asking for. I wanna understand what room there is within that package, and so I do think that's an ongoing conversation. And then I think it's also critical to follow up. And so like any executive, I get really busy. And just because you don't hear from me doesn't mean I'm not interested. It might mean I don't know your deadline's looming. It might mean I don't know you've secured your top two sponsors, so there's only room left for one more. Maybe I don't wanna be at the bottom, I wanna be a premier sponsor. And so call me up and just say, we're about to close out the premier sponsors, no pressure, I just wanted you to have first right of refusal. That, to me, builds a relationship. And so I very much appreciate that you've thought of me, you've given me the opportunity to pass, and you've offered a reminder. And I think people are worried about being annoying. There's nothing wrong with dropping someone a note. I think anytime, especially if you're gonna pass a milestone, people appreciate it. And then I would say, also once we've decided that we're going to support it, follow up with me. And the organizations that I care a lot about and I'm, I'm invested in, they always send a note of thanks. They make sure that I understand the impact that my dollars had. They share any great publicity with me. They also share like advance notice of anything fun that's happening or updates. Meaning like before they go announce to the press, the headliner is, or we've secured XYZ sponsor, they tell me first. And so I feel like I'm a part of the family. And so it's like treating someone as your guest, like the same way you would court someone. Like you're courting these companies because everyone wants their dollars. And so how do you ensure that they feel bought into your success? How do you ensure that they feel part of the family? Well, you do so by giving them information, staying in touch with them, letting them know how, how far their dollars went, telling them that you appreciated them. And so those little details go a really long way. There's nothing worse than writing a check to an organization and wondering, what happened to that? 
Where did that go? I don't even know if it had an impact. And oh, by the way, the next time I heard from them was when they needed more money. I can assure you, I would say no the second time around. And so that, that the small things matter. And I do think it would also be great if you give them something they can share out to their employees. And so remember, a lot of employees care a whole heck of a lot about how their company is showing up in their communities, in the world. And so if you package up something really nice that they could post on their internal workplace or email out to their employees saying, hey everyone, here's what we did. And help the employees, even if they weren't present for the event, even if they weren't even aware of the donation, help them understand the impact that it had. I also think that that's really meaningful. It makes really good sense. And, and I think it's something that people you know, forget or maybe like you said, they get busy or distracted, but I think the more that you, just like any other relationship, you, you're gonna get what you give. And so the more investment you put into making sure you're paying attention and being considerate and, and following through, you know, the, the, the stronger and the more longevity you'll see, you'll see in that relationship for sure. So I want to switch gears just a teeny yeah. bit because, you know, you mentioned your employees and, and, and I think you're right. I think so many employees these days are, are really quite cognizant of um, where they're working, not just in terms of like, oh, I work here and this is what I do, but more in terms of like, I work there, here, and this is what I do. And this is what the company believes in, stands for, uh, works towards, gives towards, that sort of thing. And so I do think that the... Um, the, the giving mission of an organization is very relevant to an organization and, um, you know, its employees. So for you guys, that's kind of interesting and maybe even a little bit tricky, right? So you're broadcasting content, you're broadcasting content uh, of all variety and you're broadcasting content across the globe. And so not everyone is going to necessarily agree with maybe all of the content you're broadcasting, or maybe they're not going to agree with all of the giving that maybe would align in what you're doing. So, so that is a little tricky because, you know, you mentioned how important it is and, and I think you're right, it is. So how do you kind of find that balance between, you know, making sure you're staying true to the brand values of, of, of Spotify and, and, you, and also your giving, and then at the same time, you know, making sure that you sort of are, are meeting company mission, which is to broadcast as much content as you can. It's a great question. And employees today have a whole different set of expectations than when I started my career 20 years ago. I mean, we are a very global, global workforce, as I've said, and it doesn't matter where you sit in the world. You want to know that your company is doing good and you want to love where you work. I mean, the expectation that it's not just a meaningful role, but that you're working for a company that you feel really proud to say that you're a part of. I mean, that is, is something we feel every single day at Spotify. And so I do think first and foremost, I would say to every company, be very intentional about deciding what you are and what you're not going to do. And so if you, for example, are going to participate in bipartisan PACs and political giving is something you're going to do, that's not the case for Spotify. Political giving is not something we focus on. But for many organizations, because of lobby efforts, they decide they're going to do that. Like, state very clearly what you're about and, and explain to employees with a lot of transparency how it works because they're always going to have questions. And they're going to have way more questions if they know very, very, very little. And so I do think the best thing to do is to over-communicate. Here's what we're for. Here's how we think about what we're going to support. 
And then I do think it's, it's critical that you really are thinking about the values of the company and what you're trying to accomplish and how you ensure that employees understand what to expect from you. And so in this day and age, we all know employees are very vocal about what they do and don't like to see. And today in interviews, in, in potential employees are asking all sorts of questions. Candidates are saying, how do you give? Where do you give? What does that look like? And so I think first and foremost for any organization, it's important that you're intentional. Decide what you're going to support and how you're going to support it. How important is nonprofit giving to you? How do you think about political giving? I think it's really important to have those conversations very early on because then you can clearly articulate that to employees. As long as you're transparent with them about how things work, I find that they usually accept it as long as it feels fair. When they have more concerns is when it's a black hole, when you're not communicating and when they don't really know what their employer is up to. And that's when they get concerned. And so I will say for Spotify, when you think about our platform, we are quite clear with our employees. Our goal is to be the world's biggest audio platform. And so that means if you're Spotify, we're going to have a lot of different types of audio. Of course, in my case, some of it I like, some of it I don't like. I mean, and that goes for music and podcasts and everything under the sun out there. And so we recognize if we're going to be in more than 90 markets around the world, that's a lot of different kinds of music. That's a lot of different podcasts with lots of different people in many different languages. And so the roles even look different from market to market. And so the way we think about it is we are not trying to just be one radio station. We want to be all of streaming. We want to be all of audio. And so we're going to have lots of different political points of view. We are going to have storytelling and true crime, and we're going to have fact-based podcasts and science-based podcasts. We're going to have podcasts by people like Michelle Obama. We just did a podcast by her. And then we also recently announced Joe Rogan on our platform. And so the idea is it's a wide range of voices on a wide range of issues. That being said, everyone is beholden to one content policy. And if you violate our policy, it doesn't matter if it's our podcast or a podcast we really like or a popular podcast, that content is coming down. And so by having one set of rules that applies to everyone globally, it allows ourselves, it allows us to hold ourselves accountable to that. And it, it also allows us to scale. And so what it doesn't mean is it doesn't mean I'm going to like everything on Spotify. It doesn't mean you're going to like everything on Spotify. But the hope is that there is something for everyone. And again, we draw that clear line when it violates that, that policy. That makes great sense. And um, I think, I think com um, communication and just being very clear and transparent is certainly, you know, that's the key in so many things. Um, but, but that makes good sense. And I, I think that's a great way to approach it. And, you know, really the diversity of um, content is you know, how we all learn, right? So it's it almost back to the singer-songwriter thing. Some of the songwriters are, you know, over here in the way that they write and some are over here, but just by listening and learning in that diversity, you know, it makes all of us a little bit more enriched and we don't have to like it all to to appreciate it all. So I think I think that makes great sense. Listen, you've been super generous your time, but I want to ask you one more question because I know you're um, you're so involved in so many things personally as well. And so, you know, I know for a lot of us, we're sitting here thinking, okay, you know, we've all lived through 2020 the best we can here. And, 
you know, we're going to get to another side of this. And so just for you personally, you're so involved in, in so many organizations, you know, are you, what are you seeing in terms of, you know, how maybe fundraising is going now and or how you're seeing some of these organizations uh, prepare themselves kind of in a post-COVID or, a, or a, a past COVID maybe. It may not ever be post, but will be past, you know, COVID at some point. Um, world, you know, what, what are you seeing as it relates to organizations positioning themselves or, or, or you know, in that fundraising space? I think there's no question that we're all sort of longing for the days when we can sit in a large venue with others, when we can hug people. I miss hugging people. I, I miss being with friends. I miss being with strangers in, in a large venue. And so I think in, in the case of music, there is no question that there is such a desire to get back to large scale events. That being said, I think there's also a recognition, especially in the nonprofit world, that the idea of just giving up a year, it's not an option for any organization. I'm the president elect of an organization in New York called the New York Women in Communication. And we put on an event every year where we honor incredible women throughout the space of communication called the Matrix Awards. It's our largest fundraiser of the year, and it enables us to provide scholarships to women who want to go pursue careers in journalism or communications. And so like so many organizations, we couldn't skip a year. And so we just sort of sucked it up and we had a virtual event. And there were many learnings, like any virtual event, but I will say we raised a whole lot of funds and we still got Gail King to come out and MC for us. Um, for those that don't know, she's a CBS This Morning anchor. She's also a member of the O team at Hearst. And so she's an incredible advocate for young women. And she came out and was the MC for us. We still honored incredible women across the communications industry on the whole. And so people still turned out and they shared it on their socials. And it was a really different experience, but we just had to lean in and almost like muscle through to make it work. And I'm really glad that we did um, because there are some things that we will definitely emulate from this year's event that we learned, you know, we were probably overcomplicating some of this. And then there are some things that are impossible to replicate, the networking that comes with an event like that. So if you're an executive and you're buying a ticket for an event like this, you want to network with your peers. And in a virtual event, that's all but lost. And so there will be, you know, a hard look by our organization, as will there be by many others, to see, like, how can we learn from this? How can we change? What do we want to keep? And what do we want to ensure that as we go forward, Maybe we don't have a virtual, maybe we go back to the live event, but how do we stay connected? And so I do think we've had no choice but to try to figure it out. And for so many organizations, I'm just rooting for them because I know that the idea of, of giving up a whole year, it's, it's next to impossible. And so I've really appreciated the creativity through social media and digital platforms that many of the organizations have shown. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I think you're spot on. I think the lessons, you know, though, though maybe we didn't want to learn them. Um, I do think the lessons that have come out of this and in, in that flexibility and in that, am I overthinking it? Could I be thinking about this a little bit more streamlined or efficient? Um, I do think those lessons will be here to stay. And I know, you know, the impact and the reach of, of the virtual um, is something that, you know, is, is powerful. So, 
if we can find a way to get back to the live, you know, someday soon, and then maintain that power of the virtual, um, well, then we'll really be winning, right? So we're just all going to have to be a little bit more patient, but I think, I think we'll all get there soon. And I, I, think, it, I think we'll all be better for it in, in the long run. I totally agree. Totally. Well, Dusty, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. You're super smart, super creative, You're so much energy, so much great advice today, and so many people are going to learn so much from it, and these organizations that we all represent will be stronger because of it. So we really appreciate you, and thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me, Jennifer. Good luck okay. to everyone. Thank you.